Episode of Relationship Alive. This is your host, Neil Satin. First, I just want to thank my friend Kyle Morgan and his band Starcrossed Losers for today's intro music. I will play the entire song at the end of the show. It is beautiful, and I think you'll really love it. I'm going to just start. Uh, over the past month or two, I've heard from many of you with simple questions or noticings about what might be going on in my life. I've mentioned a few times that there have been some challenges going on here, and it's honestly taken me quite some time to be ready to talk about it with you. And even now, I'm not fully sure that I'm ready, but it does feel important to be here, to be vulnerable, and to be candid with you. Before I jump in, you're probably aware that I have sponsors for this show, and I want to share something really important with you, and I don't want to interrupt that with the usual message from the sponsors. That's not to say that the things that I usually share with you aren't important. Of course they're important. But you'll see in a moment why it would feel kind of weird to interrupt things with messages from the sponsors, and yet they're important. They're an important part of what keeps this show going, along with uh, people like you who also donate and help keep things going. So I'm going to just take a quick minute, and I'm going to talk about our sponsors, and please, I just entreat you to pay attention for a minute. They have very special offers for you, and, um, and then I'll get into the heart of what's going on with me. So uh, the first sponsor for today, they've been with us for a while. I'm so appreciative of their support, and they are here to help you create the, the kind of web of support that we talk about all the time here on the show. 
They help you connect with a professional counselor in an online environment that's safe and private, and their name is BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, you can get help on your own time and at your own pace. Along with scheduling video or phone sessions, you can also chat and text with your therapist. They're affordable. They also have financial aid that's available if you qualify. So whether it's anxiety, depression, your relationship, grief, stress, figuring out how to communicate, whatever it is, definitely consider BetterHelp as a way to help you transform the places where you are stuck and need support. And best of all, it's truly affordable because as a Relationship Alive listener, you get 10% off your first month with the discount code ALIVE. So go ahead and get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash alive. Fill out the questionnaire that helps them assess your needs and gets you matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash alive. Our second sponsor for today, and this is the final sponsor, is important in a different way. They support you in helping you smell good without overpowering other people with artificial fragrances and without subjecting you to harsh chemicals. Their name is Native Deodorant, and they come in with fewer ingredients that are easy to pronounce and found in nature and completely free of aluminum. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA, and there's no risk to try them out because you can just, if you don't like it, send it back. And they come in a wide variety of subtle, enticing scents for men and women, along with an unscented and a baking soda-free variety if you have sensitivities. They've had more than 9,000 positive reviews and if you've heard me talk about using them before, then you know that I put them to the test using their unscented variety without having had a shower. And I found that it not only worked right away to neutralize any odors, it was still working at the end of the day. In fact, I just used my native deodorant unscented earlier today after I took my shower. I actually showered today. So as I mentioned, they also have a special offer for you for 20% off your first purchase. Just visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code ALIVE. Okay, thank you for Native Deodorant and to better help. And now I'm just going to talk to you. So... 2019 has been a challenging year. Uh, challenging doesn't necessarily mean that it's been bad, but it does mean that there have been a lot of opportunities for me to grow, to face my own demons, to try to be a better human, a better father, a better husband, a better podcast host, to move forward in my life at the tender young age of 45 with my eyes open to take things on and see what really feels true to me. And some of those major challenges over the past year were surfacing in my relationship with Chloe. Now, she and I have spoken publicly about some, but not all, of the challenges that we faced. Some of those are challenges that we've had as a couple, and others represent 
things that are part of our own personal growth and development and journey that we've taken on for ourselves. And I've made no secret of the fact that as with any relationship, there have been struggles. And both of us, Chloe and I, have been more or less committed to meeting those struggles together. And over the course of that, I feel like we created a lot of beauty, a lot of healing, a lot of connection, and so much growth and learning, much of which I feel blessed to have been able to share with you along the way. I mean, in a lot of ways, this podcast was born out of some of the initial struggles that Chloe and I were having together. And also, as a reflection of my desire, at times, like a desperate desire to be better at this whole relationship thing. So with that context, here is the news. Chloe and I separated in August of 2019. And we had a private ritual that was just the two of us where we unmarried each other, which has been our way of framing divorce. I'm making little air quote signs. Um, and we did that at the end of September. Now, of course, there's more to the story than that. You can probably imagine that there was a lot of thought, a lot of deliberation, a lot of processing over the course of this whole past year and really over the course of our whole relationship. Um, if I really sit and think about what happened, of course I can trace it all the way back to dynamics that were present when our relationship started. There are some things that we each brought into the relationship with us, and then there are the things that were born out of us each trying, trying to be our best in our own way, and often succeeding fabulously, and sometimes still falling short with each other. And even now... I'm struggling a little bit with trying to figure out how much to reveal. Um, it's all still kind of fresh. And it's hard to tell the whole story while still honoring Chloe's privacy, honoring my own privacy, my family's privacy. Um, I will say that if you look back over the course of the podcast so far... Um, and if you recognize that it's also in some ways a reflection of my deeply personal journey, then you'll be able to infer at least some of the things that have been part of our dance along the way. What's been constant for us is our trying in our own ways to succeed, to make things work. And just saying that, it begs a larger question about what success in relationship is all about. For us, most of this time, it meant staying together and doing really well and feeling good about it, thriving. Um, and there were ways that the way that we combined our energy, our own unique gifts and superpowers, um, 
those things that we were good at, they helped us do that. They helped us stay together and thrive and keep doing it. Um, one thing that has really become obvious to me as I've been thinking about what has happened is that Chloe and I, one thing that we had going for us really well is that we were good at relationshiping. We were good at doing relationship. We're both super growth oriented, focused people. And so there was rarely something that came up in our relationship that felt insurmountable. And I think some of those elements that we brought into the relationship with us or the damage that we did early on when our relationship was young and fairly unstable, I think we both just felt like eventually we would get it all figured out. Along those lines, you know, another thing that I've been seeing about myself, something specific that I want to mention is that there were definitely times over the course of our relationship when it would have perhaps served me to step into my truth even more. To have a truly courageous conversation about things that were challenging for us or for me personally challenging. Don't get me wrong, Chloe and I had lots of difficult conversations over the course of our relationship. Lots of them. But even for us, there were a few topics that fell off the map that just seemed too hard, too hard to talk about. Or we tried talking about them and things didn't go well. And so we would wait and we would try again. And then we'd wait longer and then we'd try again. And um, why was it? Why was it so hard? And... In the end, why did those things fall off the map the way they did? Well, I think that for me, they really represented parts of me that I held a lot of shame about. So if it's a topic that's particularly triggering for you and your partner, then it's already going to feel unsafe talking about it. I mean, we've talked about this on the show a million times. And if you add in some shame, then it becomes super challenging to talk about it and, in my experience, to stand in your truth about it. Because somehow you'll have to stand in your truth despite all the shame that you feel. And despite whatever difficulties bringing it up to your partner creates in there in the moment. So, um, you know, one of the morals of the story here is that it just shows you how important it is to confront the areas where you hold shame so that it's not holding you back. And for me, that's a lot of the work that I've been doing over the past year. And even then... In the middle of all that, I always assumed that eventually we would figure those things out. But over time, without being in dialogue about them, Chloe and I became more polarized around those things. 
And at a certain point, it just became too late in some ways. Because on top of all of that, the act of not talking about it and not taking it on had done its damage and led us further down this road where our own truths had just gotten further and further apart from each other. And honestly, what else is probably true, though it's hard to know for sure, is that if we had had those conversations earlier, our relationship may not have even survived as long as it did. So as I look back over everything, my choice is not so much to focus on how I regret that we didn't have certain courageous conversations that on some level I do wish we had had. But instead, I'm really trying to focus on all of the positive things, the ways that Chloe and I each grew and found deeper and deeper connection to each other and to ourselves. And the beautiful moments that we shared as a family with the kids and with our extended family members and with our friends. And the ways that so many of our relationship challenges um, pushed me deeper into this work, into these conversations for the show and how I could show up for you. So yeah, I think about all those things and it's such a weird place to be, right? To at once regret things, to see so clearly how um, as they say, the, the chicks have come home to roost. Is that what they say? Something like that. And at the same time, I'm so grateful for all that unfolded from the ways that we tried our best. Every time on this show that I've said that this journey about relationship is personal, I've meant it. It is personal. It has been part of my own life. And of course, hoping to make this journey of relationship a little bit better for you, too. Chloe and I, we did our best to make choices that were based in love and to come back to love over and over and over and over, even when things got hard. So in the end, when you get to this place where the choice to split seems like the most kind thing, the most loving thing that you can do, for us, that was because we arrived at this place where we were, we found something that just felt irreconcilable. These places that are very core to who we are and what we want 
where we just didn't seem to align. And all of those skills at relationshiping helped us just keep right on going and maybe ignoring some of those core issues that we actually should have addressed and might have, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, um, it might have led us apart a lot earlier. I think the only reason I have said that is like the truth is that coming apart is painful, really painful. And so there's a part of me that, you know, would spare everyone that pain, would spare myself the pain, would spare Chloe the pain, would spare the kids, our community, our friends, would spare you the pain of hearing about this. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't work that way, right? So here we are. I mean, an even bigger problem that was that we were having trouble even reconciling our viewpoints in a way that made moving forward together possible. She has her truth. I have my truth. And it seemed as though every time we tried to figure it out, we actually moved further and further apart. In one of our last uh, counseling sessions that we had together, afterwards we just looked at each other and we were like, why are, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to each other, to ourselves? Because on the other hand, as we had talked about a potential vision for a future that involved us not staying together, we had talked about that, um, it always seemed lighter. Well, I don't say always, because it's not like we've been talking about that all along, but over this past year, as we got to that point, when we talked about going our separate ways, it actually felt more inspiring. So after lots of trying taking space for ourselves to get centered and try to figure things out and getting that help from professionals who were doing their best to support us, we decided that we would make a different choice and try something different. So I think I want to tell you first, well, not first, I've told you a lot already, but I want to tell you that this feels really vulnerable to have made this choice and to be here with you talking about it. I mean, I'm going to state the obvious here. I have a podcast about relationships. I'm here talking every week about relationship. I'm studying all the time. I've spoken with the best of the best. I put it out through my, through the podcast, through my courses, through the work that I do as a coach. And it's all in the name of helping you do relationships better. And I'm human. Chloe is human. And let's face it, being in relationship can be challenging. Really challenging. I'm not going to throw Chloe under the bus here or throw myself under the bus. I'm really just trying to tell you that we were trying to the best of our abilities. 
And in the end, that choice to separate also represents that, the best of our ability to make a loving choice. We can talk a minute about the question of like, what actually makes a relationship successful anyway? I mean, I'm not sure that we've really tackled that here on the show. Um, when I was with the Gottmans live here in Portland, not that long ago, we talked a little bit about this responsibility to not feel like every relationship should necessarily stay together forever. But we do have this cultural standard that long-term monogamy is the, is, that's what we're after. That's the mark of success. And so that creates some obvious problems and some not so obvious problems. But from that premise of long-term monogamy being what we're after, that that's what we're trying to do, this whole realm has emerged. People like many of the guests on the show who are all focused on that same question. How do you succeed in a long-term monogamous relationship? How do you stay together? How do you stay happy with staying together? How do you feel like you're thriving, not just surviving? And definitely, how do you not feel horrible or sad or like you're struggling or oppressed or confined or judged or controlled or unsafe or insecure? This isn't to call the whole pursuit into question. I mean, I think it's worthy. That's why we're here. And at the same time, it probably doesn't surprise you that I can't help but wonder right now about whether this question of success needs a much deeper look. I mean, I'll probably have to do a whole episode on it just on its own. But in this moment, I'm leaning more towards a way of understanding like, how do we know when a relationship has run its course? How do we know when the loving thing to do is to leave? Hopefully with kindness, with love, with understanding, with compassion, instead of things devolving into bitterness. Now, at this point... um. The best thing for us to do is to both go back and try to really make sense of what happened. So for my part, um, as I mentioned, I can go all the way back to the beginnings of our relationship and see the seeds of how it all transpired. But of course I can. Hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say. And because we've diverged, our hindsight, our making sense of everything that happened is also diverging. The way that Chloe makes sense of what happened and the way that I am making sense of what happened, it's different. And hopefully, as we move through our grief, we'll still find ways to connect and understand each other, even while our lives take different paths. I know that we've each said that it is super important to us to stay connected, to honor each other, to value the time that we spent together, and um, to nourish the things that still feel nourishable. 
Chloe and I, we shared some profound joy. And we came together in a way that helped us share uh, the ways that we grew, the things that we learned with you. And we had some struggles that were there from early, early on. And I'm really glad that I never pretended to be perfect here on the show. I mean, I would talk about some of the struggles that we were having. I often brought things back to the dishes because some of the more significant things, um, well, let's just say that it it hasn't felt right quite yet to talk about them here on the show. Um, at least not directly. But I have, as I mentioned, brought a lot of them into episodes here that have been on the show. There are definitely choices that I made that made perfect sense to me at the time that I made them. And in retrospect, I see that they might have been the wrong choice. And then there are other choices that I made, especially early in the relationship, that were simply detrimental to our relationship. There's no real way to look at it. And, you know, Chloe did too. We do that in relationship, I think. We struggle. We mess up. And what I hope that we're developing alongside that is the resilience, the resilience that allows our relationship to bounce back from those things and to be even stronger. And when you do that, then both people can continue coming to the table, um, bringing their capacity for understanding each other, for compassion, to do better next time. Um, and to be on the journey of constantly improving. It's, it's not, in my m- mind anyway, it's not about perfection. It's about um, doing better. And along the way, to hold each other in esteem and to notice when your view, when your view of the other person starts to get shaky starts to go negative. At that point, it's our responsibility to ourselves and to the relationship to steer back in the right direction, to stay focused on the positive, to try and understand that each person is truly doing their best. And sometimes that's hard because the bests suck. Like, they're not always awesome. Hopefully, more often than not, they're awesome, and hopefully it gets awesomer and awesomer. But when the bests really don't line up or when it's clear that what we want and what another person wants are different, are irreconcilable, then what truly is the most loving thing to do? That's the big question that I've been sitting with. And I've been sitting with it in my grief. And sitting with it in my relief. Because this ending with Chloe, it's come with both. Deep, deep grief that, you know, for a little while made it impossible to get out of bed for days. Or honestly to eat or to do much of anything. And I don't know if you've seen pictures of me, but I can't go very long without eating. And yet... That's what grief does to me, anyway. 
Um, I've seen it do that to others as well. Some of that pain has come through in the podcast in recent episodes, you know, talked about going through some big stuff. And then there's this other bizarre thing, which is that grief is all about loss. So what do you do when the thing that you lost is right there? And yet on another level, you know, deep down that the choice you've made is the right thing. That's been one of the weirdest things to be sitting with because I love Chloe deeply. And so feeling the loss of our relationship, the loss of the vision that I had for us and what was possible and sitting there with her and feeling like, well, maybe, maybe we can just try one more time. Maybe we can try again. That's what grief in some respects wants us to do. It wants us to repair the loss. I mean, that's what at least part of, of us wants to do. So the whole thing is kind of confusing in a moment like that, because when we're in pain, it's natural to want to fix the pain. But sometimes the fix is just allowing yourself to be in pain, to move through it. So over these past months, Chloe and I have both been working through our pain in our own ways. And um, in some ways that lines up and in some ways that's been different. And we get to do our best to be loving, kind, and generous through this process of moving apart from each other. It is all totally a work in progress. I'll probably have more to share with you as time goes on. But some things are definitely going to require more time and more space before they're ready to be spoken. And that being said, it's been obvious to me this whole time that there is a lot to share with you, even more still on this journey. And I think it will be helpful for you because this is some real shit. And something else that's present and confusing is relief. Yeah, I mentioned that a moment ago, that I'm present with my grief and my relief. Because in all the ways that we challenged each other, there's definitely some relief in not being in the middle of that anymore. And not feeling all the ways that that took my energy away from other things that are super important to me. It was a worthy way of using that energy for sure. Um, but in the absence of that, having made this choice, it's a powerful process to go through uh, reclaiming those bits and pieces of me that um, had fallen by the wayside or that hadn't gotten the attention that they could have used. So there have definitely been things, I think for each of us, I'm you know, going to speak for Chloe a little bit, that have shown us that this choice, as challenging as it's been to make, is the right one. But it did not come lightly or easily. I mean, over six and a half years, there were so many amazing times even in our moments of pain with each other. And I think that for me was 
one of the biggest challenges because even though we experienced really painful moments with each other, we always found our way through to the other side, to a place where our connection felt even deeper. So when you do that over and over again, how do you know when enough is enough? And you know, I, I wish I could say that our parting was perfect too, but it hasn't been. It hasn't been horrible, thankfully, but there have definitely been some bumps along the way. It's really quite something to try to navigate parting ways with someone when you love them dearly, but also have this deep recognition that staying is not the right thing to do. And I th we're each there in our own way. And again, we're trying our best. But people who align perfectly probably don't part ways, at least not when they're aligning perfectly. So inherent in this process of breaking up are those ways that you don't quite perfectly align or do things. Again, we are simply humans, people, just doing our best. So even this announcement to you is bound to be imperfect. I mean, I've said some things as I've been talking to you where I'm like, oh God, you know, I said that, or oh God, I hope this doesn't sound too impersonal, or oh God, I hope this isn't getting too personal and it feels okay to the people who are close to me who may listen to this. Yeah, even this whole process is bound to be imperfect and I'm nervous to be telling you all of this stuff. But if there's anything that I've learned in this whole process and through the podcast, um, through life in general, is that I need to be honest and... Um, I also can't control other people and how they are going to respond. Um, so I'm just going to put this out there for you. In moments like these, I actually really appreciate the serenity prayer. I don't know if you know it. It goes, God, grant me the serenity, the peace to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So in this moment, I'm putting this out here for you so that you can know what's going on with me and you can know where I'm coming from and you can know that I'm not perfect and hopefully you can know that I'm not giving up on me or on you or on this whole thing. And uh, in fact, this is all, for me, a really powerful reminder of just how important this work is. So may we all have that wisdom of knowing what we can control and what we can't. And know that even as I tell you all about this, um, I'm just going to send a big blast of love out to you because this journey is not easy. If it were easy, we probably wouldn't be here. Just know that 
I'm going to keep being with you here on this journey, on the Relationship Alive podcast, to talk about the reality of relationships. This experience has definitely opened my eyes to other topics that are going to need a little bit more attention in airtime. And I've even seen ways that my own agenda or my own judgments have gotten in the way of having the fullest dialogue possible here on the show. Yeah, even here on the podcast, there are conversations that I haven't fully had or I've swept under the rug or I just haven't allowed to entirely see the light of day. So we're going to talk about more. We're going to talk about all of it. And for that, I'm pretty excited, honestly. (laughs) One last thing before I go. I've been worried a bit about this announcement because I know that relationships can be hard. Mixed with good times, of course, as I keep saying, but maybe you've been feeling really stuck in your relationship and you're not really sure about staying or going. I hear all the time about relationships that made it through to a place of thriving from having listened to this podcast and slowly, surely taking things on and making changes and growing and shifting. So I know that it is possible. I know that it's possible. And I also don't want this episode to create some domino effect um, where you feel like you're hopeless or something like that. It's possible. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails to prove that it's possible. And at the same time, if we're talking about shame, I also want to remove the shame of a relationship ending. There is a ton more work to be done in our world around that. For sure, that sense that there's all this shame and horror attached to the ending of a relationship. Because endings, they don't have to be cataclysmic. I know that if you're in a position where you're seriously thinking about it, it's a big deal. No one breaks up without a thought. At least, probably not you if you're here listening. Like, it's it's a decision that has a lot of responsibility attached to it. So my hope for you is that no matter what, that you give any big decision that you're making this time the thought and the feeling that it requires. I know deep down that you are making the best choices that you can. How do I know that? Well, I mean, partly that's just because that's what I believe about people in general. I mean, maybe not everyone, but I think for the most part, that's what I believe about people, that they are doing their best in any given moment. And I witness it. I witness it all the time in the people around me. And also because I know that even in the midst of things that turn out to be huge mistakes, somehow 
I also was just doing the best that I could. We do the best that we can and we adjust as we go. And hopefully we keep learning and growing along the way. And not just learning and growing any old way, but learning and growing in our capacity for love, for healing, for connection, for understanding, for compassion, for forgiveness, and also important here to know our truth, even when it's a difficult truth, to get past the shame because a difficult truth is still a truth. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for listening. If you're able, thank you for holding me and Chloe and our family with love and compassion. And please know that I am sending that love and compassion and understanding right back out to you. So there will be more in the future about this as the time and space is right. Next week, I will be back here with you and I'm going to have Guy Finley joining me for return visit. He's the author of Relationship Magic and also The Secret of Letting Go. When he and I spoke, I thought that we were going to talk about something totally different than what we talked about. But in the end, we talked about how to show up when you're in pain, when your heart is aching. And he had some really good stuff to offer. So that's where our conversation went. And now you know a little bit about why. So um, before we go, I want to let um, my friend Kyle Morgan and his band Starcrossed Losers take us out with the rest of the song, So It Goes, which we heard at the beginning of the episode. Their new album, which is called Strange Hesitations, is available on iTunes, Bandcamp, Spotify, all those places. And while I think you'd probably enjoy all their music, make sure you also check out the song on their new album called This Foolish Heart. Because listening to it almost makes me want to change the name of this podcast and use it as my theme song. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, Starcross Losers, take it away. And so it goes. Once again I reach the end of my rope And hopelessly I bend my bad knee And bow my hard head down And I whisper, Father, what now? And wouldn't you like to know
ago 